Welcome to Gathering Hope, Slaying the Stigma. This is a podcast focused on changing the narrative of pregnancy and infant loss one mother at a time. This series is designed to empower and encourage survivors in their healing journey, while also educating others seeking to understand the unique issues surrounding miscarriage, stillbirth, and infant loss. By highlighting women who vulnerably share their stories, our hope is that one of these conversations will resonate with you and inspire you to share with others in your own community. To learn more about Gathering Hope, you can find us online at gatheringhope.org, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I am Carol Vantine, co-founder of Gathering Hope, and producer of Slaying the Stigma podcast. Today, we are honored to have Pamela Hinkleman, an author, speaker, and coach, share her story with us. And now, here is Peyton Lauderdale, my fellow co-founder and host of the program. My name is Peyton Lauderdale, and I am one of the co-founders of Gathering Hope, and I'm so excited to have our new guest today. Her name is Pamela Henkelman, and I just want to welcome you. Thank you so much for coming on today, and if you would, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then after that, launch into your story. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me today, Peyton. It's so nice to meet you. I I love the idea of this ministry. Um, 30 years ago, when when my miscarriage happened, there was nothing. There was no support. There was nothing. There was silence. So we'll talk about that a little later. We, we, that is not an uncommon thing for me to hear. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. So I live in um, Illinois. I believe it's West Central. I've only been here for a year and a half. My husband is actually a pastor. We've been in ministry for 20 years. We are brand new empty nesters. We're This is like our second year in. We have five grown children. We survived. They're doing well. <laughs> uh, we have two grandchildren. Um, the worst part is that our kids are far, far away. We have some in Missouri. We have three in Minneapolis and then one in Iowa. So... Wow. It's been, okay. It's been hard to be so far away. We haven't actually seen our grandson since August. It's wow. Been, oh, I'm ready for this all to be over. I'm so yeah. ready. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yep. So I, um, for fun, I get to write. Um, I've been a blogger for a couple of years. I'm a speaker. I do women's events and retreats and conferences. Awesome. And I'm a life coach. And okay. I just, I have a passion for intimacy with God. I just believe that all of life flows out of our connection with God. Yes. And so I, what I've discovered is that a lot of Christian women are just weary. <laughs> we're just weary. Yes. Uh, we're, really, we're really good at doing things for God, but we're not so good at being with God. So I help weary Christian women um, just build a deep bond with God and understand yes. his love. It's it's the most fun I've ever had. What a beautiful passion to have. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So um, that's probably about it for me. Um, we've been, my husband and I have been married for 33 years and we, we are looking forward to this empty nest season simply because we were pregnant and I was throwing up the red lobster on our first anniversary. <laughs> and so we've just been busy raising our family. And so we looked forward to the empty nest and traveling and having fun and then COVID. Yeah. And here, and here we are waiting. To My goodness, we all had so many plans, but definitely I can see how delaying that season of life for you has been tough. Yeah. Yeah. But God is faithful. There are, le- there are lessons in it. And so I'm just going to go ahead and jump into my story. Please do. Yeah. About miscarriage. Um, 
we had been married a couple years and had our two-year-old son and we were just excited. We wanted a large family. We knew that from the beginning. And um, so when I found out I was pregnant again, we were thrilled. It was just a regular day. It was fine. Um, lo and behold, two of my best friends at church were also pregnant. So we were giddy. We were giddy. With the that was so much fun for y'all. Oh gosh, it was wonderful. And some of them had been trying longer. And so it was just like, it just felt like the sweetest little gift from God. And so I, I, uh, you know, had taken the test. I'm like, well, I better, I better go confirm it at the clinic. Cause that's what you do. So I'd gone to the clinic. My husband was at work and came home. It was a Friday and lo and behold, the minute I got home, I started bleeding and panic. I called the clinic right back. And I said, I was just there hours ago. You just confirmed my pregnancy. What do I do? And they're like, well, yeah. no, just, just take it easy this weekend, go to bed and just try to get some rest and come back on Monday and we'll, we'll see how you're doing. Well, I'm, first of all, you're shocked. You're right. Shocked. There's, nothing, there's nothing more shocking than that. Right, right. And my little two-year-old son, what, I'm like, what am I going to do with my son? I'm supposed to be in bed. And so right. I called my husband and he comes home and, and my son was confused and wanted me. And my young husband was be bewildered and didn't quite know what to do. And I right. was just sobbing. <laughs> I was just sobbing and crying and begging and pleading God to do a yeah. miracle. And I remember, you know, it never stopped. The bleeding never stopped. It just never stopped. It never wow. let up. And I remember, I remember just thinking, maybe if I just don't move, I will, God, right. I won't move. I will, I will do anything you ask me to do. And, um, but it didn't stop. And when I went back to the clinic that Monday, the, um, sure enough, the levels had already dropped wow. and they said, you know, I'm sorry you've lost your baby. I mean, it was, it was that fast. Do you know how far into pregnancy you were at that time? Yeah, I think I was about six weeks. Okay. And you know, I think we like, gosh, we like to minimize that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we minim we minimize it. And some people are like, well, you know, maybe, you know, you know, I wouldn't have even known, you know, so, right. so what's the big deal? I'm like, well, it's a big deal. It's a baby. <laughs> it's your As soon baby. as you know that life is coming, you have like this you have, you make all the plans for all their whole life. Exactly. You make all the plans. And I'm like, now my little boy isn't going to be a big brother. Yeah. You know, it's just, and I think it's such a, I, I had lost before. Um, I had lost my grandpa maybe five years before and hadn't had really had any loss before that. Yeah. And this loss felt so personal. Personal. It felt so yeah. personal because it was my family. It was our yes. family. And just the, the grief of that. I remember just being overwhelmed, but also not really knowing what to do with it because people didn't talk about it back then. You didn't talk about it. I remember as a teenager, I had an aunt who really struggled with fertility. Okay. And she had six reoccurrent miscarriages. And wow. no one talked about it, but I remember just watching the sadness and the grief that she walked through, but, but she wasn't really talking about it and no one right. was talking about it and I didn't, didn't understand it. And so when she finally had her daughter, you know, it was, it was, it was just miraculous. Right. You know? and so, right. So what kind of support did you have at that time? Yeah. You know, I, of course I called them right away and they felt horrible. They, right. they were really good. They were kind, but the women that I called first uh, and the one that I knew that I wanted to talk to was a lady from our church and she was my mentor and her name was Winnie and she was probably in her sixties. I was in my twenties and I, I loved Winnie because she, 
She radiated Christ. She had yeah. everything that I wanted. And I thought mm-hmm. if I could just be like Winnie and have the depth and the intimacy with God that she has, oh, I want to learn how to do this. Yeah. And so she came, she came over and, you know, I'm 5'10 and she's about 4'9. <laughs> and so, and also, she came so over. I'm, I'm just as tall as you are. So yeah, I, I get that <laughs> dynamic. That's awesome. Wait a minute. I'm 5'11. My daughter's 5'10. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Getting old is hard. <laughs> so anyway, Winnie came over and, you know, we sat at the kitchen table and we talked and we prayed and it was just a beautiful moment. And she gave me this book and it was called I'll Hold You in Heaven by Jack Hayford. And she left and I, um, I don't really remember the timeline of this, but I remember the conversation with her. I don't know if it was the next day. It was very near to when I read this book and it was um, the story of David and Bathsheba. Now in the Old Testament, David and Bathsheba had a son and it died. And if you don't mind, I want to read you some of the passages. Please do. I love that. Yes. Because these were the passages that God spoke through to encourage me. So um, David had been praying for the child and finally the servants came and said, you know, the child is dead. And so then David got up from the ground and after he had washed, he put on lotions and he changed his clothes and he went into the house of the Lord and he worshiped. And then he went to his own house and at his request, he served him food and he ate. And then his servant asked him, why are you acting this way? While your child was alive, you fasted and wept. But now that your child is dead, you get up and eat. He answered, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him. He will not return to me. And so that's such a powerful passage about we will go one day. We will go to our children. We will meet them. We will see them. We will get to experience them. I remember that. I remember just feeling such a wave of comfort and knowing that one day we would be reunited. I'm so glad you read that. Uh, I was just listening to something from um, Beth Moore this morning and she goes, if you've read the Bible for any amount of time, you know that uh, you can read the same scripture over and over and over again. But at the right moment, at the right time, and this is what's going to make me tear up, is that the Holy Spirit will bring a freshness to that. And I've never read those words, I've read them many times because yeah. of um, my own loss, but I never realized that we will go, I will go to them. Like that is a freshness that I personally needed um, about this story. So thank you for sharing those words. Do you have more? I know. Isn't it the best? It's the best. Yeah. Yes. Because this next word is, is the life-changing word that God spoke and it was done. Let me tell you. So then in verse 24, in 2 Samuel 12, verse 24, it says, Then David comforted his, comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to her and lay with her, and she gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon. And Peyton, I remember this knowing rising in my spirit. And I said to Winnie, I said, Winnie, read this. I said, he went to her and he lay with her and she had a son. He went to her one time. They were comforted. They comforted each other in the marital bed and she had a son. I said, Winnie, I said, that is for me. I said, that is God speaking to me. Now, all the doctors are going to say, you know, no, you should wait. No, you should wait. Yes. Yeah. But I remember saying to Winnie, 
I said, Winnie, I know that I'm going to be pregnant. And Peyton, I was. Wow. I was. Our My two best friends, babies were born in November. Uh-huh. And my daughter, Mariah, was born in January, two months later. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is. Oh, my goodness. So really, it was a word of knowledge. Um, yeah. The Bible talks about, you know, word words of knowledge and God giving you understanding. And it's like, that's what the spirit spoke to me in that moment. Now, Peyton, I know that that is not everyone's spirit. Experience, right. So I am not being prescriptive. I'm right. just telling you, this is my story. And, it's and beautiful. Know, yeah. And I know that um, God wants to partner with, with us in our loss, in our grief, in our pain. 100%. And I ran to God instead of yeah, I ran to him instead of running away. And that's what, what happens a lot of time is when we're disappointed or things don't go the way we think they should. We make assumptions about God and we run from him when all along he's like, no, honey, come here and talk yes. to me. I will help you through this pain. I will help you through this grief. I will help you. I have um, never experienced that intimacy that you're talking about with God Um so closely as when um, I experienced the loss of my son. And um, I recently just wrote about this, but um, God created like some memories for me to, um, to hang on to about that intimate time that we had, like conversation. I feel like it was like up and down conversation all day long because I wasn't going to survive without that. And he knew that. Um, And so I find myself, you know, as coming into 2020 and we thought it was going to be like this magical year. Right. And it's just been so hard again. Um, I find myself like reaching. I want to go back to that place because it's life is so hard again in a completely different way. Um, There's no hard like losing a baby. There just isn't. But I do love that intimacy that was um, really crafted in that time of my life. So I'm so thankful you shared that with us. Thanks. Um, So my next question for you is what has been the most surprising part of your journey so far? I think um, as it relates to pregnancy loss 30 years ago, there was just silence. And I, I don't want to believe that it's still like that. Like if I ever hear of anyone who is miscarried, I just want to rush to them (laughs) and comfort them and be there for them and make sure they're talking, make sure they're, you know, processing it with God and not making assumptions about God because people will walk away from God in their pain. Yes. And I, I just don't want that to happen for anyone. Right. Um, so do you see it? Have you seen a a change? What have you seen over the years? Yeah, I think definitely. I think there's a freedom to talk about it at least. And we try to be, you know, as a church leader, we try to, um, let people know that it's okay to be in church and not be okay. It's okay to bring your hurt, bring your pain. Yeah. Like church isn't for being sparkly and pretty and pulled together. It's for the broken and the hurting. And so we want to create an environment where you can be honest about your pain Mm -hmm. and, and yet be safe, you know, because you just want people protected. And right. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
So we've kind of talked about this, um, you wanting to minister to these women that you know have had a, a miscarriage. What do you tell them? So my question is, what would you tell a mom who's new to this journey of, of being a miscarriage survivor? What does she need to know right at the beginning? And then mm-hmm. how ha- have you walked with anybody kind of through their healing journey too? Mm-hmm. I think, first of all, she needs to know that it's not her fault. <laughs> she didn't oh, do anything yeah. wrong because we always think, well, did I do something? What What did I eat? What did I, what activity did I do? What, yeah. what am I, what medicine am I taking? Whatever, um, um, not to, not to blame yourself, right. but to really, to walk through the grief, to face the grief. If we don't face the grief, it will come out in just devastating ways. And, yes. and we we have to recognize the stages. We have to recognize the process of grief, um, but that that God is still as much in your pain as he is in your joy. He's still yeah. there. He's still with you. He's still faithful. He still sees you. He, he, he will help us come through it. He will help us endure. He will refine us. He will build our character if we let him. Right, right. I was going to ask you, and my follow-up question to that, which is not anywhere on here, is so as a person who's been in ministry for a long time, what would you say to a mom who maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord that she can lean on? Yeah, that is that, that is hard. That's kind of throwing, <laughs> it, throwing a question yeah. that I didn't. No, no, it's good because I think I can only share my story. Right. You know, I can't, I can't make anyone want to believe in God, but I can certainly, certainly share what God has done in me yeah. and make it available to them. But, you know, yeah. ultimately we, we get to choose. True. So true. Yeah. Um, so where have you seen hope? What, what is it that helped you to heal? And then you write, you mentioned that book, but just talk about where you saw hope in your healing journey and then um, any resources that you recommend to other women in this? Yeah. Um, I'll hold you in heaven. Honestly, I should have checked. I don't even know if it's in, in print um, still it's by Jack Hayford. Would you know, okay. have you heard, have you heard of it? No. See, it's so old. <laughs> <laughs> I should have I should have jumped on Amazon to check because oh it was such a lovely book. Surely oh. we can find it somewhere. I'll I'll put that in the um in the comments below the video. Yeah, yeah. awesome, awesome. And really my um the word of God, the word of God was my source of strength and courage. Yeah. It, yeah. Just yeah. Connecting through God, through talking about how I was feeling, through reading um the Psalms. I love the Psalms because uh, what I love is that David is just so honestly raw yes. before God. He just pours out all his stuff. He's so dramatic. He really does. And I I think that I found, um, I mean, like I knew about the story of David and Bathsheba before. Like I, I said, I read it many times, but I think I connected more with David in other Psalms knowing that that was part of his life and um, just you're right like how raw and transparent he was and he just said it and he like yes. why why do I feel so alone right now you know like why yes. is me but wait you didn't leave me it's me who walked yes. <laughs> yes and that's what I love about every psalm at the end he I was he always used this phrase and it's a short little phrase but he says 
but you, God, or but you, oh God. And he always recounts the character of God. And I think that's how I learned who God was, was through the Psalms, through David's just constantly turning back to who God was in his life. And that's what we have to do when pain comes, when difficulty comes, when when brokenness comes, we we return to the character of God. Yeah, yeah. I think it really takes um, it takes it can take some time of learning what God's character is before you recognize, like, oh, that's that is God's hand in my life. I didn't realize that's what that was. You know. Yeah. Um, yep. So I I have um, a love for the scripture that really did not develop until um, until I found myself in you know, the depths of despair. Isn't that like it from Anne of Green Gables? <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth though? But that's really where I was. And, um, you know, the, the word of God was such, such a comfort to me. And so um, if you think of any verses after our conversation that we could share with moms as well, I would love that. Okay. Um, I can send some over to you. That'd be great. That'd be great. Um, so I would love for you to share, um, a little bit about your devotional. I feel, I feel like it might be a really great resource for the moms um, and gathering hope. Yeah, I just, um, I just, well, actually I wrote a course. I think I kind of worked on it all fall and I launched it right after Christmas, but it's just a self-study course about, um, it's called Draw Near Beloved, Six Growth Mindsets to Deepen Your Faith. And um, it's just about helping women learn to develop this intimacy with God. And I thought, well, you know what? Not everybody wants a course. Not everybody has time for it. They don't want to pay money for it. So I thought, what can I give my readers? And so I just came up with this little, it's just a five-day devotional, but it deals with some common like misconceptions we have about God that keep us from drawing near. One of them is like, God is not mad or disappointed in you. (laughs) Because because when we feel like God is mad at us, why would we move near him? Why would we want to? We hear, like I have, um, I was just reading a, a, a story from a mom that she had sent me yesterday and she said over and over, like, what did I, like, why does God not hate me? But like, yeah, why is God doing this to me? Like, what have I done? Yeah. And so just sharing with women that God is not mad at them. How powerful is that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a little five day devotional. You'll get five little emails in the morning. And then there's um, kind of a prayer response at the end, kind of, um, I'll ask you a question and then um, you pray it back to God and then um, listen for what he says to you. Okay. I love that. Um, Pamela, how can people connect with you after this? Yes, you can find me online. You can find me online at PamelaHinkleman.com. Um, I have all my good stuff on my website. I have my blog and my coaching and my course and my, um, I have a library of free resources. I just have lots of worksheets. um, And all you need to do is leave your name and email and those will come to you. Um, I just, I'm an encourager. I'm an exhorter. That's my spiritual gift. Yes, I can see um, that. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's see. What else? Um, Find me on Instagram. I'm at Kate Hinkleman. Yeah. Follow me there. I just offer daily encouragement of that. What a, a group of women that could definitely use encouragement. So yeah. um, please follow Pamela on Instagram. Okay. I think that's 
it. Um, I appreciate you chatting with me today. Um, I really loved our time together and I even love the time that we had before we start. I always like end the conversation, like the, the stuff that we talked about beforehand. I'm like, I should have pressed record on that because it was so good. <laughs> so but thank you again for joining me and um, I hope other women will connect with you. It was my pleasure. And Peyton, I just want to thank you for your ministry. I oh, know that you. I know that as a two, you want to help people. And so yeah. <laughs> what, what a what a powerful thing that you are doing and what a what a beautiful resource just for women to have at such a painful time in their life. So God bless you. How sweet of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You have a great day. <laughs>